Hello, everybody, and welcome to our very last Supplements Advent Calendar bonus episode. It is Christmas Eve, and I'm just really thankful for all of you that have kept tasting these beers with us and sticking with us through all of our weird chats and stuff. Hopefully you'll find something that's interesting whenever we return to our regular scheduled episodes in January. Ho, ho, ho. (laughs) Happy holidays, Belle. Thank you. So what is our last beer, our Christmas Eve beer? Well, we're rounding out the entire slate of beers from the advent calendar from the glass jug with none other than the titan of Christmas ales, the Great Lakes Brewing Christmas Ale. It's a classic. Yeah, the Great Lakes Christmas Ale, it's been winning medals since at least 1999. I'm not sure when the first year was that it was brewed, but it's, of course, well known. It's got a reputation that precedes it, and it's a great beer to end Christmas Eve on, I think. I've been enjoying this beer at Christmas time since, I don't know, my early 20s, so. Let's have another one. This is the first Christmas ale I ever had. Oh, really? Yeah, yeah, yeah. All right, here, pour it. For sure. So while he's pouring it, I've got the Great Lakes Christmas Ale fact sheet up. There's a little spot here that says behind the name. Spiced holiday ales may be prevalent these days, but in 1992, when our brewers first created a wintry ale with honey, cinnamon, and ginger, it was among the first of its kind. If I had only looked at the fact sheet. 1992. Yeah, that's great. Yeah. Cheers. Cheers. Mm. Just like I remember it. Like I said in the description, we're going to be looking for flavors of honey, cinnamon, and ginger. Yeah, the honey is by far my favorite part of this beer. Well, it's nice because it's just, it's an ale, but the honey gives it that sweetness Mm -hmm. that we were really enjoying in those Belgians earlier this month. Yep. I always trick myself into thinking there's like cherries in this beer. I know. I look at it it and I I think they're cranberries and then I get it and I'm like, oh, that's right. They're just ornaments. That's right. (laughs) And it's on the train. So do you want to hear about the style, the spiced winter seasonal beer information? Yeah, sure. I thought it was just a, a take on a, on a Belgian ale. Spiced winter seasonal beers date back to the Middle Ages when spices were used in place of hops to add flavor to beer. The style reemerged in the late 1800s in Western Europe via mold versions of holiday ales and has gained a resurgence thanks to winter beers featuring seasonal spices. Mm, I'll allow it. Do you want to guess what kind of food Great Lakes has decided goes with this beer? Did you see it? I read it. Oh, okay. I can't remember. I only remembered one thing that they said on there. Um, duck. Yeah, the roasted duck is the first one. Spiced desserts is the last one. And... Oh, I don't remember the middle one. Ugly Christmas sweaters. Oh, that's funny. <laughs> <laughs> okay, well, what would you eat with it? Because you're not Nothing, a big spiced man. desserts mm-hmm. fan and you're not a big roast duck fan. No, but I do actually plan on having a piece of chocolate after this. <gasps> I know. <gasps> Gasp. We have some Hershey the... Kisses here by chance, and oh. I, I actually really like them, so I'm going to have one. I may have eaten all of them already. I you saw may be them too over late. there. <laughs> you may be too slow. Do you want to hear our last fun fact I, for the series? I do, but I also really want to know, at the risk of beating a dead horse, I would love for, to know what meat you would eat with this. Pepperoni. Oh. Like you have a whole stick of it and you're slicing it as you go, or it's like on a piece of toast or a pepperoni sandwich or something. One piece of pepperoni. (laughs) Boy, this is a wild night. This is something special to behold. (laughs) All right. 
I'm a real wild child over here. I have to like really prepare for that moment because it'll be over in the blink of an eye. <laughs> is this a roasted slice of pepperoni? Are we going all yeah, out? Yeah, it really is too bad. You will miss it because we all know how fast I eat. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, that's, that's true. All right. To each his own or her own. I would love to know your fun fact. Well, okay. For our last episode, I decided that I was going to do a holiday fun fact oh, instead of a supplement fun fact. Just to get everybody in the mood for the final moments of this holiday season. Well, you should already be well in the mood, I hope. But if something is if something's standing in the way, if you've got a roadblock or a barrier to your mood, let this holiday fun fact spill you over the edge. I thought that we would talk about how the tradition of leaving out milk and cookies for Santa got started. Oh, cool. And there are a few different stories here. So one theory is that it relates to the history of the Christmas tree. So the story is in Germany, people created the paradise trees, which were trees that they decorated with apples and cookies and like, you know, the wafers. So Santa would come and snack on the stuff that was left in the tree. Oh, that's what I would do. So they would actually leave them in the tree Mm -hmm. physically. Okay. That's how the story goes. Cool. And then that eventually turned into leaving like the cookies and the milk. So it doesn't just like get everywhere. Leaving snacks for Santa. (laughs) Um, Then there is a story about it being linked all the way back to Norse mythology. Odin. I feel like everybody's pretty familiar with that name. Yeah. He rode an eight-legged spider horse named Sleipner. And during hunting season, the kids would leave hay and treats out for Sleipner. And well, wait, and what would Sleipner do? Would he? It's to like lure the horse to their house so that Odin would leave them presents. Yeah, uh huh. I didn't know Odin was running around leaving presents for people. Me either. While he was hunting, he would go on these hunting trips, and then he'd be like, Yeah, he had like a raven here's, on each shoulder. Here's a present. Man, I have to say, he sounds from that depiction, spider horse. I know. Would you Ravens. want him stopping by your house? He sounds much more badass than Santa. <laughs> There's some kind of a theme here, though, right? Eight-legged spider horse, eight reindeer. That's one of the explanations as to why some kids in some countries believe that Santa is pulled by horses and not reindeer. Another story that I found is that Santa gets Guinness with his cookies from the Irish kids or glasses of wine with his treats from the French kids. So we're busy over here. And mincemeat pie in Australia. Turning milk and cookies into either reindeer food or like carrots and celery and healthy fruit juice or something. And the Irish Santa's (laughs) getting Guinness and the French one's getting wine? I guess so. Seems like having grown up in Kentucky, we could have been slipping Santa bourbon. Do you want to hear the American, where the American tradition came from? Yeah. It leads back to the Depression in the 1930s. Parents wanted to teach their kids to share what they had, no matter how little they had. So this included cookies and milk for Santa, carrots for the reindeer if they had them, and it was important for the adults to teach the kids to be thankful for the gifts that you got. Especially during the Depression. So what is Santa getting at our house? Have we discussed that yet? No, I wish we had more Great Lakes. (laughs) Is Santa getting a margarita or... Ooh, like a margarita and some chips and salsa? Piece of pizza. (laughs) That's a good question. I was at the store tonight, and I now I, reg- I forgot to get a kombucha, and that could have been good for Santa. Might need a kombucha, Mrs. Santa. Mm-hmm. It's too bad. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, that's it. We're really excited that you guys joined us on your journey through your glass jug advent calendar this yeah. month, and your journey through December. Yeah, 
So I have just a little um, call to action for anybody that has been tasting with us. If you are leaving something out for Santa, cookies and milk or some kind of snack or libation, head over to our Facebook or our Instagram and go ahead and take a picture and let us know what you're leaving for Santa. Maybe give us some ideas and then let us know what kind of uh, supplement Santa should be taking maybe next year to try and... Why did I come up with that? That's such a great idea. Yeah. Try and get a little bit healthier for New Year's after consuming literally 1 billion calories in cookies and milk and Guinness and and mincemeat pie. (laughs) And that's all. We really hope that you join us for season two. It should be out on January 13th, if all goes according to plan. This was great. Way to go, Val. <laughs> all what right. a blast. Don't forget to share with your friends if you've had fun with us this month and to subscribe so you don't miss the launch of season two. Find supplements wherever you listen to podcasts and have a healthy 2021. Cheers. Cheers. Cheers.